What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. August 21st edition, technically the second one we've done today. Brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. Go to DraftBeast.com for the most fun you will have playing fantasy sports, my friends. Uh, you can play their, their goon games where you select the most penalized players. That's going to be handy this football season. And games where you intentionally try to pick the worst team possible. Much harder than it sounds, that I assure you. I can't wait to dominate you fools. I'll have a lot more fun than I did in the main event of this show. Also, for on it, uh, go to our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Any of our podcast links, uh, open those up. You'll see the, the on it link you click. Get yourself some good deals and support the Fightful.com podcast. We are here talking SummerSlam 2016 tonight. I am joined by Alex Palowski of Fightful.com, who actually covered the event for us. Alex, you're live. You went through six hours of coverage of the event, and now you're here for an hour. Seven hours in total. What, what, what's life like for you right now? Uh, it's uh, tiring. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a lot more wrestling than is necessary to go through all at once. But uh, but I love it. <laughs> there but there yeah, are sorry. worst ways to spend six earn hours. a paycheck. Yeah, right. And it's yeah, true. much worse things you could have been doing for sure. So this show was really hit or miss. And when I say really hit or miss, I mean like in some of the matches alone, like those matches were really hit or miss. Like within the ropes. Not to mention from a match to match basis, like. And there were so many matches, you had to know it was going to be that way. It's just, this show did not need 13 matches. This show did not need six hours. This show did not need a lot of the things in which we got. Now, what happens after this event, that remains to be seen. What I know is Sasha Banks has been pulled from the road. Some people are saying it's an injury. Other people are speculating that it's a wellness violation. I haven't even anybody that would know yet because obviously they were working SummerSlam. So nobody's going to get back to me on that. 
lots of question marks surrounding this show, uh, a lot of them. We'll, we'll go ahead and get it started, Alex, because there, there's plenty to get to. That's plenty true. to get to. For those of you, uh, by the way, first-time viewers of the show, maybe watching on YouTube, visit us at Fightful.com. We have MMA coverage, pro wrestling coverage, boxing coverage, everything from Olympic boxing to Olympic wrestling. I'm doing a feature on some of the MMA and WWE prospects coming from the Olympics to WWE, Bellator, UFC, TNA, backstage news under our exclusive sections. We have stuff from uh, Vince Russo. He writes for us three times a week. Does a podcast with us on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Showdown Joe, who was the 2009 World MMA Journalist of the Year nominee, does a show with me Wednesday nights as well as post-UFC. He also does two columns a week. We have Brandon Howard, who you've, you've heard mentioned in the Wrestling Observer. You've, you've heard tons of people cite him for his financial analysis. We have him exclusively. We have the man that you see on this podcast with me, Alexander Palowski, who does the best recaps in pro wrestling, in my opinion. Uh, also, I once had him write about a man outboxing a bear. So that, that's the type of stuff you're going to get at Fightful.com. We had last week Justin Golightly do the comprehensive history of touch butt in the park. Yeah, it happened, and it happened at Fightful.com. Uh, those of you, some of you may remember me from other websites. Some, some of you may be finding me. I do four to five, well, sometimes four to six podcasts a week here on Fightful.com. Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. Also, sign up for Fightful.com, absolutely free. No credit card needed, anything of that nature. You get access to our forums, early access to our podcasts, our backstage news, uh, all types of good stuff. Like, Just for instance, go click MMA or Wrestling our tab on Fightful.com and click that exclusives button and see all the stuff that we have had up there uh, ahead of time before you may have read it on other websites. Tons of stuff. Hot diggity damn. Now that I have that out of the way, I got to say, I'm trying to think of a way to eloquently put this, Alex. Six hours is too long. Yes. You think? Yes. I I've, wholeheartedly I've to, and concurrently agree. I've talked to Showdown Joe about this regarding UFC events previously. It's like Major League Baseball and the NFL are trying to find a way to shorten their games, but WWE and the UFC are like, how can we stretch this shit out? How can we make this last longer? I'll tell you what, I would rather bathe my eyeballs in Lysol than sit through six straight hours of MMA or wrestling, and I love both of them. But – it's it's too much. It's really too much. We kicked off the show, a 12-man tag, uh, a rematch that had to happen, in my opinion, because it just wasn't enough that we got it on SmackDown, Alex. <laughs> I needed to know. I needed to know which team was really better. Did, did this answer – well, I should probably go through who was actually in the match. Yeah. The Usos and the Hype Bros – against Brizongo, the Ascension, and the VOD villains. Now, I mean, this is like some super, super mules of teams, then American Alpha. Uh, the Usos got the pin off of the Grand Amplitude. They, they blind tagged, stole the pin a bit. They teased the dissension there. That was, I think that was the right move, Alex. Where do you see this going, and did you, do, you, do you see the Usos turning heel out of this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, 
the thing about the Usos is that the kids love them. So it's really hard to, uh, for I think WWE to pull the trigger on a team like that because, you know, you're losing merch sales because the kids don't want to buy bad guys gear. But maybe you're getting the merch sales from somebody who would say, okay, I, I, I would go with evil Usos. Maybe I'll rock a face paint shirt when it's not in like, you know, bright orange and blue, you know, give you something else to it. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that what we saw on SmackDown was enough and, you know, we could move on unless they were actually going to do the full uh, heel turn of one of the teams uh, on pay-per-view. It, 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 it didn't matter enough uh, to have this whole thing. I like the, the little the bit of dissension, um, but it seems to me like it's a slow burn and I just don't know how much patience everybody has to like, will the Usos turn heel this week or not? Tune in to find out. Yeah. It's like not a reason to get people's eyeballs on the product. The Usos, and the thing is, I, I don't see why you can't. I mean, kids can like another team. They can like American Alpha. But also you can't have American Alpha coming across as insecure, like baby jackasses either. Like, oh, no, you took my pin. And nobody – that. That's WWE's problem with baby faces. Nobody sympathizes with a crybaby. They got the win. So American Alpha, one of which was an Olympian, should be like, hey, cool, we got the win. Yeah, good. And um, maybe have the Usos snicker behind their backs. If you're trying to get sympathy on American Alpha, then do something to get to, to do that. It's just, it was weird. Either way, uh, they got the win. Every other team was pretty much buried. Um, <laughs> they tried yeah. to do that spot at the end. You know you know how they do with the rapid fire, finish, 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 yeah. finish. But sadly, the guys that were trying to do it couldn't pull it off. at first. It started slow, I'll say that. Yeah. Then it picked up. But yeah, American Alpha, the Usos and the Hype Bros. Uh, so far, Mojo Raleigh undefeated on WWE pay-per-view. That's, Alex, that's, that's that, correct. That's a big step. Also, also, you could you could put him at two and zero oh if we're going by like you remember how Sid had his streak in WCW. Yeah. Well, Rusev backed down from him, so mm-hmm. to me, under under Sid rules, he's two that and zero. Oh. Totally counts. It counts. Yeah, like Sid's rules were if you looked at somebody and they didn't they didn't come at you, that's a win. That's how yeah. that's how it is. Um. Yes, I like the Kelly Kapowski uh, GIF you added. <laughs> To, to that as well. Sami Zayn and Neville versus the Dudley Boys. More miscommunication leads to the Dudley Boys losing. Uh, Sammy, see, I like – there's a couple reasons I like this. Sami Zayn and Neville are probably going to be in that cruiserweight division. This is putting them over for that. But I want to know from you, Alex, where do you think this Dudley Boys situation is going? Well, I don't know. But if they weren't going to do it now, when you got all the eyes on it, I mean, it seems like the time to do it. And it was also it was also 50-50 booking. Like the last couple of times, it's been Devon that screwed up and cost him the match. So now let's have Bubba screw up and cost him the match, which doesn't tell the same story. Because if it's Bubba who's going to turn heel, then like just a breakup is it does nothing. You have to have one guy turn heel on the other. And if they're just like, man, I hate you, I hate you too. I don't know what that gets you. Uh, it gets you a lot of matches on superstars. Um but it's not it's not compelling enough to like drive that forward. Uh, I mean, I would honestly would have loved to have seen the Dudley Boys doing what they've been doing as heels, 
on SmackDown where they could be used correctly as gatekeepers for uh, Alpha to try and get through to get toward those titles. But right now it's just like they're treading water. And uh, I'm, I, uh, I like Sammy and Neville together. I think that, that that's, that's a good – they work really good together. And, yeah, they're probably going to be anchoring the, the tag division. I mean, if Neville's not doing it, I don't know what you're doing with him. Sami Zayn is better than that. He should be in main event level matches. Uh, but Neville Neville needs to be your anchor on that division uh, for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Like I said, I like this because it puts over that cruiserweight division that they're about to have. The the Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon thing, I think it's good that they're they're both costing each other this. I don't know if it'll lead to maybe an accelerated run for them or a split, but if they split, we've seen that Devon does not fare well. Bubba Ray could probably fare a little bit better but I don't think they'll go full on like they did in TNA with him. So, so that's, that's worrisome. Um, they, I, I've got a lot of takes for stuff like this. Oh yeah. By the way, 50, 50 booking as triple H said, he said, and I quote, that's just a term somebody came up with, which is how terms are often created. Yeah. If Shakespeare comes came up, up with, with a lot of terms, you know, yes, he did. a lot of them, hundreds of thousands of them, but he's, it's just a term somebody came up with. It's just a thing. It's just yeah. a term. The word term is a term that somebody came up with. So there, there you go. I mean, eh, you'll have that. Sure. Sami Zayn and Neville got the win off of the miscommunication, of course. Cesaro versus Sheamus. These two guys beat the living shit out of each other. Man, this is one of the better matches on the show, I thought. Uh, this was really good, and... That was never in doubt. I didn't ever doubt that these two could have good matches. I doubted that people would care about them. Cool. If they can keep doing this, whatever. I could think of worse ways to spend that time on television that they're going to be giving this on Raw over the next several weeks. Because I would imagine they're going to have a match every single week, and then the seventh will probably be at that Indianapolis show. Is it Clash of Champions? Yeah. 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 But – Two guys that worked really hard, like I said, beat the shit out of each other, brutalized each other. Uh, your thoughts on the match? Yeah, um, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, that uh, I, 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 there was never a doubt they were going to put on a great match uh, and a series of great matches. And the doubt is, is anybody going to care? Uh, I mean, this this to me uh, seems like uh, a great segment for a lot of the raw audience to switch over to ESPN and watch Monday Night Football. Like it's, it's going to be, that's going to be one of your less rated, you know, pieces, especially if you, you know, oh, they're going to do this match again. I've, this is the fourth one. I've seen the first three. It'll probably have a lot of the same stuff in it. I'll go check out the score of Jags Ravens or whatever's on, you know? So uh, I don't know how into it I'm going to be in like match number five. And I like these two guys. I think they put on good matches. So we'll see. I mean, it's got to come down to – it has to come down to 3-3 with a deciding seventh match. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll see how, how that turns out. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. The match think, was great. Do you think that, the, that Mick Foley will, like, give anything to the winner of this? Because, you know, the, the whole thing had been, well, it's, it's somebody who impressed me. I, somebody who impressed me was going to get a U.S. title shot. Well, we saw that, and it didn't go Cesaro's way. You think he rewards the winner of this with anything at all? Well, if if last night's reveal of a CWC uh, winner's uh, prize is anything, they're probably going to be a big old trophy. 
made by the uh, Chopper guys. But uh, I, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing either one of these guys get a, a title shot, um, you know, especially if you've built them to a point where, you know, they've earned these these wins in this series of matches. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them get a shot at either the U.S. or even the Universal title. Yeah, I think that would be good for Raw. Like, I mean, even if it's Sheamus or, you know what, if Cesaro won and they did Finn Balor versus uh, Cesaro on a Raw as like a main event and they tore the house down, that would be something that, you know, you could you could really put over hard. There's There's so many things, so many comparisons I have to make on this show as well. A main card began, Enzo and Cass. Remember when Enzo and Cass were not booked in Brooklyn last year for some dumbass reason that I can't remember? Actually, there probably wasn't a dumbass reason. There was probably no reason at all because the VOD villains won the damn tag titles for no reason when Enzo and Cass should have uh, done that. And they were super over here. They, they came out singing or reciting lines from Notorious B.I.G. They know what's up. They know what's up. This match was what you would expect from Jericho and uh, Owens against Enzo and Cass. Jericho and Owens, by the way, fantastic together, these two, Alex. Yeah. they. I don't know if you saw they, on the kickoff show, there was an interview they did with Phillips where they said, we're really sorry. No, just Philip. Just Philip. Philip Phillips. Philip. Because like, we, we, don't, we didn't realize we've been calling you the wrong name this whole time. We're really sorry, Philip. So Phil, let me tell you what we're going to do tonight. It was great, and uh, and they're really good together. Um, uh, I I was kind of anticipating them to to lose and for the the team to like blow up and uh, you know them to turn on each other. But it looks like we're getting more months of of uh, Jericho and and Owens together, which I have no problem with because they're again they're fantastic together. Um, but it was it was a lot of what you'd expect from a match like this. Enzo in peril, hitting some you know crazy comeback. Is jumping G- DDT, or is now they call it the DDG? Yeah, that, that's a beautiful move for a guy who, and, yeah. for a guy who's very limited in the ring. There are some moves that he does that look really effortless, which is kind of weird. Yeah, he's he's got some really cool stuff. I mean, eighty percent of his offense is being thrown at his opponent by his teammate, which is fine with me because it looks great. But uh, but he also does this amazing, uh, like super fast running crossbody that looks like it's just like dense the other guy's sternum and he does this ddg thing but what i love about him is that nobody plays face in peril like enzo amore like he is really selling all that uh, and he tries so hard to make that tag and all that kind of stuff but he really is gets to a point where the when 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 cast gets the hot tag the audience is ready to jump out of their seats yeah they perfected that and our big cast has one of the better hot tags period i used to think titus o'neill had a really good one i think that Big Cass blows it out of the water. Also, Jason Jordan has a good one, which, uh, you know, that that's different brands. So you got the respective kings of the hot tag on each brand. Also, Enzo taking that awesome finish that uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens have. It's a pop-up code breaker. But generally when you take a code breaker, you don't leave your feet. You just kind of bend down and Jericho takes a back bump. And then uh, you you fall over. This Enzo got launched in the air, then came face down, face first, like flat horizontally, and just ate knee and canvas. And Michael Cole, for some reason, said he barely got any of it. 
but it's enough. And I'm like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. That looked brutal. He looked like he died. Just because it's not the way it was supposed to happen doesn't mean it didn't look good. But, um, man, that was intense. I, I love that finish, though. Uh, me too. I really did. Uh, I thought that that Enzo, Enzo Linda looked like he caught it in a really bad way, at a really bad angle, and I was, I was scared for him. Um, I, I couldn't figure out exactly, um, you know, what had happened until I saw the replay, and then I was like, oh, no. Oh, not not him, not in that way. Because he's got, you know, if he's got a, a history of concussions after a couple of, uh, after a year or so, who knows what they're going to do with the poor guy? Yeah, that that makes me, that that worries me because I don't want him to get the the reputation of being injury prone. Definitely don't want that. Next up, we well, uh, by the way, yeah, Jericho and Owens won. That's you know, it's a good win for them. I don't know if they're going to be a full time tag team or what's what's going on here, but they are fantastic together. I love them together. I think that they they make for good segments backstage. They make for good segments in the ring. And eventually, if they feud, I you know I I don't think their matches will necessarily light the world on fire, but I, I think that they can more than hold their own in a in a program together. Uh, by the way, guys, we're going to be answering your questions. Share this page if you all wouldn't mind. Subscribe to our YouTube page. The button is right. Down there. We have a lot of people asking about um, iTunes. That's coming soon, but you can subscribe to our RSS feed. Just go to any of our podcast pages on Fightful.com, and I do have the RSS link up there. Also, we have streaming audio and direct download. So you do have ways to listen to this uh, via audio if you're not a a YouTube person. But, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Fightful.com is the place to be, but share this on Twitter. Let people know this podcast is happening right now. We're still... A very new site started just under two months ago. Haven't even started marketing yet. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're very new. I'm very happy, though. Our Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor viewing party had double the comments of the top four visited wrestling news sites in the world combined, y'all. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, our other ones are coming together. Yeah, every every Monday night for Raw, Tuesday for SmackDown, Wednesday for the CWC, Lucha Underground, NXT, Thursday for TNA, your UFC shows, WWE pay-per-views. We have live viewing parties uh, that will be th- that you all can partake in. Lots of fun, those things. We have them on the Discuss forums that uh, you are familiar with from other big wrestling sites, MMA sites. So definitely come check that out and let other people know about it. You can tag the people that you know from those discussed forums and uh, bring them here. Let them know what's up. So backstage, John Stewart is talking to Stephanie, Shane, Mick Foley in the new day. And he makes light of the fact that he interfered in last year's SummerSlam match. I kind of like that. They were teasing a segment with John Stewart in the new day, which we will get to Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Now there were a lot of rumors due to this match <laughs> that Sasha Banks either is hurt or is being suspended due to wellness violation. I have not heard either way what's going on. What I do know and has been confirmed to me is that Sasha Banks has pulled off the road for the next 32 days, and she is set to return the Friday before the next Raw pay-per-view. Charlotte won this match, and Charlotte was working very stiff. I'll say one thing. If it was the Queen of Strong Style, Nikki Haru Belisawa, Shit would not have went so smoothly for Charlotte, Alex. Uh, no, uh, I was I was watching not, not with not with the ghost of Misawa smiling down on her. Right, of course. 
Yes, as she's been blessed by Misawa and his yes. strong stale capabilities. But um, did you say strong stale? Is that a shot at Nikki? <laughs> it may how dare very, well, very well have been uh, accidentally uh, slip of the tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Charlotte did this thing where she was standing on the turnbuckles, carrying Jesus Christ, carrying Sasha like a baby. And then just dropped her. And like her was, legs went across the, the top rope and she landed right on top of her head. It was like, like it a was, crooked, it was like a crooked ass, badass, nasty ass, split-legged moonsault that wasn't supposed to be like that. Like it was supposed to be a backbreaker or a side slam or something. I don't know, but Sasha Banks is very lucky to be walking right now. And yes. Charlotte screwed up several times in this match. Several times. And Sasha Banks did very well in that she made this a, I thought, a pretty damn good match. A pretty damn good match, given the shortcomings that, that she experienced out of Charlotte in this match. Now, usually I'm, I'm defending Charlotte in this because she's, I think she's pretty damn good. I think, you know, she's still learning, like, on the job type of thing because she's not the most experienced girl in the world. She's really not, but I think Charlotte we, I think we take it match. for granted that she must be because her dad is Ric Flair. And we forget yes. that she hasn't been doing it for like 10 years or something. This, this wasn't her dream. This was yeah, her brother's no, dream. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, she screwed up a few times, but like it's, I mean, there was some stuff that, that looked, it looked worse. I think it like in my mind, because I had already seen that first terrible bump that Sasha took. So every bump that she took after that um, looked worse than it probably was. But there was still some really bad, stiff stuff that that uh, that she was taking, and it. Uh, the but she fought back in like crazy ways, like the the that double knees to the outside was beautiful, bomb. so good. And I mean, I I also lo- I loved the finish, I loved the finish. Yeah. No one takes the bank statement like Charlotte. She bends her whole back completely backwards, so she is a- she was able to use the momentum to roll over into that printing predicament and completely pin uh, uh, Sasha where she couldn't kick out. It was great. There, there was an awesome thing where uh, the bank statement didn't work. Charlotte goes for the natural selection, but it gets turned into a bank statement. That was beautiful. That was magnificent. I really liked that. We had a razor's edge from the like second rope that got turned into a hurricane Rana, and Sasha was like this close to having an NXT takeover Brooklyn moment where she got spiked then too. Yeah. Charlotte is Charlotte and Sasha Banks, I think are both very, and you know, for all that you'll have those people that are like, who has WWE's performance center ever produced? Blah, blah, blah. Keep in mind, it's only been open for three years. I don't know what kind of world-class wrestlers you won in three years. Uh, Charlotte came from there. She is a product of the performance center. She was not, you know, she was not born into wrestling. I mean, she wasn't, Well, she was born into wrestling, but she wasn't going to be a wrestler. She had no desire to be a wrestler. So, um, yeah, that's just – she signed in, I think, May of 2012, and then she had her first match in July of 2013. So she is a product of the Performance Center. And for a girl that a lot of people – like. Usually, you know by age 26 if you're getting into wrestling or not. She wasn't getting into wrestling. She didn't want to get into wrestling. Then, unfortunately, when her, when, you know, 
way, it really kicked it in high gear. She had already been signed before that, but I think that she does very well given her her experience level, but tonight was rough for her, but they still managed to to get a really good match out of it. I, I liked it at least. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's a it's a cool thing to like everyone was kind of going into this thinking, well, they just had that amazing match where Sasha won on Raw a few weeks ago. How are they gonna top that? Because everyone thought that it was gonna have the same ending, basically. But when you I change know how the they'll, they'll have Sasha die on pay-per-view. <laughs> Well, when, when if the ending was going to be that Charlotte won, you don't have to worry about trying to top it because it'll be something completely different. So uh, I'm interested to see now who, if if Sasha is off for a, for a month, regardless of the reason, who steps up and challenges uh, Charlotte now. You'll get some fun little nuggets out of Alex once in a while because he is a theater guy and he understands it. He really do. It's something that's very underrated. For people who cover wrestling, in my opinion, thank you. We had a we had a kick ass segment backstage where AJ Styles is talking about pee with Gallows and Anderson. They're just sitting back there scoping out some piss. Normal normal dude stuff, you know. Just what us dudes do when we hang out. We just 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 a couple of guys with jars full of Mountain Dew and hard boiled eggs and piss. Lots of piss, man. Just comparing that piss. Hey, look at this piss. This is nice piss. They had, okay, so one funny thing I noticed is, the, did you notice the sample sizes? Yes. Like Big E's was the big jug of piss. Yeah. Kofi's was the medium jug of piss. Yeah. And then Xavier's was the small jug of piss. And then later they had one for Jon Stewart that was like a thimble. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Um, so AJ Styles comes back there. I wish they wouldn't have split these guys up. I love these guys together. I think that AJ is most comfortable around them. They teased some Finn Balor interaction. He kind of left them hanging. That was so that great. made you that made you wonder if the, he they anybody would get involved in that main event. I mean, that was that was so that just led, there for the for the super fans who know that history because there are a lot of people watching who don't know that history of of Finn Balor and and uh, and the club. And that moment yeah. there where they all put up the, the two sweet and he just smiles and walks away. That was, that was for us, for the people who really know what the history is. And that's very understated that a lot of people don't know because you really don't understand until you, you go to it. When you hear crowds like this and nobody's making a peep for people like Carmella and Alexa Bliss. Right. So uh, we got a five minute and 45 second match. The Miz defeated Apollo Cruz. I don't know what why is why Apollo Cruz is on the main roster. I don't know why he could have he could have used a a lot of things in NXT, a persona change, some some more time, character development, a personality for the love of God. Something like that. Yeah. But they they he he came up and he, when he came up everybody was like damn this is quick but maybe they have plans for him. They didn't have shit for him. Not a plan. Nothing. They they so threw him to the wolves and said, "Okay kid, get over." Like like he but, but without they didn't give him vignettes. They didn't give him like real story to tell, like just just be really athletic cuz you we know you can handle that. And he and he did, but it wasn't enough because that isn't enough. You have to be able to tell a story. This match, he was really athletic. Did some really cool stuff. Um, it showed off his agility, his strength, 
looked great, but there was no story to be to be found. You know, no, there was no reason to root for him because we don't know anything about him. Although it's kind of funny that JBL in every Apollo Cruz match tells the same story of Apollo Cruz's dad escaping poverty in Nigeria. It's like the exact same words that he uses over and over again. So it's oh, like, that's, that's obviously not getting over. So let's move on to something else. That's JBL for you. Yep. Wait, did JBL call this match? Yeah, the, uh, the, oh, they yeah, had yeah, the SmackDown sorry. crew. This, this is on SmackDown, sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I thought, yeah, oh, God. Well, the good thing is we only get to listen to two hours of JBL Weekly instead of three. That's true. So that's a victory. And, and a lot of people wondered why they did the announced teams like that. And I know why they did the announced teams like that. They want a JBL with Morrow and David Otunga because he's been at the desk for a long time, and that's they want to mix those up. Uh, Michael Cole – he probably wanted Corey Graves because Corey Graves is his protege. He's the one who's coached Corey Graves and Corey Graves may be the best color commentator in decades, best new color commentator. God, I can't remember one who would be better than him in decades. He's fantastic. He's really great. The thing that I, that I think is really fantastic when you, when you really listen to, to the raw commentary is that he will, straight up just correct Michael Cole and Michael Cole calls moves wrong, but does it really like yeah. passive aggressively? <laughs> yes. So I wonder how long the honeymoon's going to last between those two, because sometimes he makes Cole look like a straight fool. Well, the thing about Cole is, and he gets a bad rap because, you know, he's not the greatest announcer in the world. Now over the past couple of years, his game has stepped up tremendously. But the thing about Michael Cole is, he brought Corey Graves in. He brought Mauro Ronaldo in. He yeah. brought a guy who was widely considered the best MMA play-by-play guy, the best kickboxing play-by-play guy, and one of the top boxing play-by-play guys. Oh, yeah, he was also considered uh, by many the best wrestling play-by-play guy for his New Japan work, and he was like, WWE, we got to sign this guy. Let him do whatever else he needs to do. His inside MMA gig on Friday, his Showtime boxing gig, his glory gig, anything like that. Let him do whatever he wants. We got to have him. That was, uh, that was Michael Cole, knowing that this is a guy who many people would be calling for to take his job. That says a lot about Michael Cole to me. Um, there are a lot of things that say a lot about Michael Cole to me too. I mean, he, he's adopted several children. He's, by all means, he seems like a good dude. He was my, or Corey Graves' protege, brought him up, put him on – or you know he's on Raw – but, I mean, of course, they want Corey Graves on there with somebody experienced as well, and he's been really good. David Otonga is not the best color commentator, but I'll say he's already better than Byron Saxton. Well, that's a low bar to clear, but, uh, but yeah, he is. He is better than Byron Saxton. They do weird stuff with Byron where they try to make him intentionally sound like a white guy. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, I've noticed it, and it's – it's a little bit insulting, honestly. Like, if they bring up something that has anything to do with, with black culture or anything like that, he will act com- and like blatant, like ignorant to the subject on purpose. Yeah, like it's so weird, and well, I've noticed it over and over again. He's he's basically Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air as that's the, the commentator. They're, make, they're making him, and that I mean, I think it'd be. I mean, if they kind of highlighted that, but. 
Yeah, if they it's went like further with it, now it just seems that, like it's it's kind of weird. But if they like made it you. his actual gimmick, that would be yeah. fun. They're they're like poking you in the ribs, like hey, hey, and I think that's weird, man. And they've done that with a lot of their announcers, really, except for Booker T. He's the only one because you're not gonna tell him to do that because he's he's not gonna fucking do it. Nope. Pardon my French, guys, uh, but that's that's probably what Booker T would would say to WWE. Um, by the way, he had some interesting comments regarding Conor McGregor. Our, Steve, our own Steve Muehlhausen had an exclusive on Fightful.com. He, he thinks he'd kick uh, Conor McGregor's ass. I like Booker T a lot. I do. But I disagree. <laughs> I really disagree. Especially when you can't do a spin rooney anymore. The, the pervasive he's the size of my leg or the size of a child thing that comes out of everybody oh. in WWE just makes me so furious. You're we trying to put over, uh, uh, you know, a cruiserweight, cruiserweight division where there, well, there are guys who are wrestling at 155 and wrestling really well, mind you. And you, you can't, you can't, you can't, bury Conor McGregor because he's small and also try and put over the career classic. It's not, we'll, we'll get to it. We, we are, we are going to talk about this uh, for – we're going to talk about this at length later on. Like, I've got a lot to say about that. I really do. So where are, where are we on the show now? Oh, John Cena versus AJ Styles. That's where we are on the show. This, sh- this was a gift and a curse because the show didn't recover after this. This should have probably went on next to last, I would yeah. say. Me too. Probably because if given the way that Lesnar Orton ended, it was probably, I guess. No, this probably should have just went on last. And people would have been cool with it given what they got out of it. This match was unbelievable. One of the best matches I've seen all year. One of the best matches I've seen in recent memory. Styles put him over clean as a sheet. There has been no iffy. Oh, Styles wins, but then Cena wins three times. Cena beat him in a six-man tag, completely understandable. AJ Styles gets a, a dirty win and a clean win over John Cena, who may be gone for a little while, but this is big. AJ Styles is a big star in the WWE. Yeah, huge star. And that's the thing is that I know that he's wrestling heel, uh, but – when he hit, when he won that match, like the the crowd erupted, like yeah. the, the entire crowd, like they knew what that it what what, what an amazing uh, moment it was for him and and for WWE and everything. Just I mean, he beat Cena clean as a sheet, straight out the dryer in the middle of the ring. <laughs> like it's like that was amazing to me. There was nothing no. No screwy finish, no no ref bump that led to a missed uh, pinfall by Cena. Like none of that. Like they they was it there were near fall after near fall after near fall counter after counter after counter. It's one of the best matches I can remember seeing uh, from anybody, uh, especially Cena. You know he had this great uh, little run last year with the U.S. title open challenge. But like this, this was this was him saying, "I'm gonna give it, leave it all out on the field." He left a never give up uh, sweatband in the middle of the ring when he left. Like this was this felt like something important the whole way through. And then Cena said, "Yeah, it was. Here's this thing that I'm doing as a gesture of something." 
Cena hit an in, or a code red, and I still have people complaining that he only does five moves. You all got to get off that soapbox because you're wrong. He did this this weird stunner thing out of an Oklahoma slam position that that looked great. I'd never seen it before. He does some really cool stuff now that he's learning and, and you know pulling out where he used to. I think he used to rely on a lot of stuff. And I still yeah. hate the five knuckle shuffle. I'm always going to hate the five knuckle shuffle because you know that's just me. But it's a stupid ass move. It is a stupid ass move. Uh, yes. And but there's other things that he does that is great. And you, when you have to you have to respect when he does the really great stuff. Uh, but Styles is is stratospherically over with everybody again, like he was after the Roman Reigns matches. And I just hope they don't like have him come out on on SmackDown and just be a super shit heel. Styles is so good that he took a move that was like fifth on his depth chart after like the Styles Clash, the Springboard 450, the Spiral Tap when he would bust that out on rare, rare occasion, um, and another the Calf Crusher. He yeah. took the phenomenal forearm and he made it one of the best-looking finishes in pro wrestling. That guy has been amazing. They, they busted out everything, and you'll have a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are on the, oh, how many finishers, blah, 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 blah. I've said this a million times, guys. Not every Conor McGregor straight is going to end a fight. Not every Mirko Krokop head kick is going to end a fight. This is SummerSlam. This is one of the biggest shows of the year, two of the biggest players in the game. The reason that they're considered big players in the game, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, the LeBron Jameses, the Steph Currys, is because they have a clutch factor. They should be able to do that. They're good, and they're, they are where they are because they're able to do that. If I saw Heath Slater and Darren Young doing that, then yeah, I got a problem. I don't have as much of a problem when it's being portrayed as John Cena and AJ Styles uh, are uh, fighting over who is going to be the face that runs the place, kicking out of finishes, and finding it within themselves to do it, especially when one guy's frigging gimmick is that he never gives up. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. This match was unbelievable. It was awesome. Yeah, it was by far the match of the night for me. Uh the match of, you know, it's, it was, I can't even, when I, when I think of uh, the Royal Rumble, when AJ showed up and everyone went nuts in Orlando and I was thinking uh, as, as, it was, as that was going on, like, what are they going to do with him? How far are they going to let him go? I never dreamed that by August he'd be pinning John Cena in the middle of the ring clean. Uh, it's amazing to me that they've let him come this far. Uh, I love it. I love every second of it because he is, you know, he's phenomenal. We had a John Stewart segment where he basically joined the New Day. This was kind of lame. Whatever. New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. Kofi, as you mentioned, did a Marshawn Lynch tope onto Gallows. That was great. That was, cool. that was awesome. That was, that was as awesome. they say, too sweet. It was. That was incredible. I really liked that. Uh, Stewart, John Stewart interferes, and he was actually kind of funny, holding onto the ropes and <laughs> and tucking in his shirt so he wouldn't get exposed and all that <laughs> stuff. Then he's about to get ring posted, and Big E runs in and beats the living shit out of Gallows and Anderson. Yep. Now, the club won by DQ. I, I like this for, for one reason. The New Day's tag team title reign will officially cross the one-year mark, and they deserve it. Yeah. Really, those guys deserve to have the all-time record. Mike, somebody needs to remind Michael Cole that the Valiant Brothers existed, though, because it, it's them, it's them and um, Demolition that have longer tag title reigns, I, I believe. 
and I don't know. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It, with the depth that Raw has in their tag division now, with the club, with Jericho, with Enzo and Cass, even the Dudley boys, I don't know that they'll hold on to the titles that much longer. But here, here's the part that pisses me off a little bit. Primetime players did not need that run in 2015. No, they if not. that were the case, if that were the case, um, I think New Day would be there or be like right near it. Now, they will pass the Valiant Brothers this week and be second all-time. Uh, Demolition has held the title or held their titles for 478 days. So it'd take another about three and a half months. Do you see them being able to hold the titles until December? If they were on SmackDown, hell yeah. But Jesus, they, yeah. They have they don't they have too much competition. I mean, I mean they're not gonna let the Disney boys sniff it, but uh and I think Enzo and Cass are going to get it sooner rather than later, but they're not going to take it from the Dudleys. They're going to, they're going to take it from a transitional champion, you know, somebody who, somebody else. Or they're not going to take it from New Day, excuse me. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think they could. Um, I, I don't I, – I want to see when they, when they lose it, uh, that they lose it in some – in a real way. I don't want it to, like – to be in a fatal four-way where they're not the ones that get pinned – I want them to, you know, to, to not to be like a – I want them to, to, to be given over to somebody who really is going to deserve it. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing them hold this thing all the way until, like, Royal Rumble time, which would, which would put them over the, the you know, the, uh, the mark. That would be great. Also, Demolition is on WWE's shit list, as they say, mm. because they are suing WWE. So well, then, they were involved well, then, in a lawsuit. Then, then – Rain uh, record confirmed, I think, in that case. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they did not. They, that's why I think that's pretty much why AJ Lee got knocked off in the, the longest deepest title reign. So they'll, you know, they, they do, they're not shy about, you know, taking the people in the doghouse and sure. really beating them. So that, good for New Day. They, they get that at least. What's next? Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler. I didn't like this match. If this were on a SmackDown, it probably would have been okay. But 
Also, my WWE Network kept screwing up during this. Dean Ambrose wins. Any any particular thoughts about this match? I was so disappointed in this match. Like, I mean, in every way basically imaginable. Because these the, the promos that these guys have had together for the past few weeks since Dolph became number one contender have been straight a fire. And this match was duty. It was terrible. Yeah. And I didn't understand it. Like it, the, the, also the, the crowd didn't seem to understand what was going on. Like, I guess they're like, they're, they seem to be like, oh, I guess Dean is heel now. But of course he's not. But he was wrestling heel in the match. He was doing all the taunting and stuff. And I have no problem with, with Dean being heel. You just got to make him do it as opposed to like kind of teasing it a little bit. Uh, and he just seemed to be kind of sleepwalking through some of it. And, um, you know, this, there wasn't, I wanted there to be something more to it. Like this is, this is still the most important, uh, title in the company. And it felt like it was like, you want to rank the, the matches on the card. It was like somewhere in the middle, sixth or seventh. It, It felt, it didn't feel important while you were watching it. And it was also not a great match. Like after all those good promos and all that steal the show talk and all that, this is what's going to change Dolph Ziggler talk. It didn't deliver. Uh, Dean Ambrose didn't look good. Dolph Ziggler didn't look good. The title didn't look good. And this is the title because Dean Ambrose beat everybody else and brought the title. I thought that was a bummer. Dolph Ziggler needs a ripple. I hope this is what causes the ripple. Maybe this is what sends him down that sour, bitter path. He needs something. He yeah. needs to be Jesus. It's just yeah. The, the other thing here's here's what I here's what I had assumed was going to happen, and what I would have loved to see. I wanted it to be uh, Bray coming in and uh, just disqualifying the whole match, like attacking both guys, and then at the very first uh, SmackDown only pay per view, you have a triple threat for the title, um, where you know the top three guys who aren't Cena and Styles are in that match doing that. And you could really build your first SmackDown-only pay-per-view from this this thing that's happening here. The fact that it's kind of just Dean wins clean, LOL, is not, you know, what I was hoping for. The fact that Bray never showed up at all was kind of weird. I thought he was yeah, going to either... either I gonna forgot about that. Yeah, either going to affect this match, or everyone was saying he was going to have a, a program with Orton going forward. I thought he was going to affect the last match, but no, you know, nothing. I don't know if Orton's going to have a program with anybody for a while. Um, so funny comment at the beginning, not funny, pretty friggin' stupid comment at the beginning of this. Mauro Ronaldo, who is a great MMA announcer, made a comparison to Conor McGregor. And JBL made the comment, yeah, but the difference is Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler are the size of normal humans. I don't know in what world a 170-pound man is not a normal-sized human, but that's weird, first off. Um, Second off, like we mentioned earlier, they have a cruiserweight division coming up, and they are shitting all over it before it even happens. Now, that's not even it. We got more to get to. By the way, JBL, the six pay-per-views that he headlined as WWE champion did not draw as much as UFC 196 which was headlined by the not adult-sized Conor McGregor. Yeah, children. The children in the ring beating the crap out of each other and trending worldwide. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't understand the... 
I don't understand the whole, the whole, the point of it. I mean, it'd be one thing if you said you're not allowed to wrestle in WWE unless you're at least 200 pounds or something. I mean, that's a yeah. terrible rule, but if that was the thing, then okay, fine. Sure. You're too small to wrestle us. So get out. But you're not because they have guys who are, who are under Neville is 194. You know what I mean? Like he's billed as 190. Billed as 194. Like, so it's, you know, they have the guys, like I said, half of your CWC is like 170 ish or, or less, you know? So like you have, you have to be able to, to understand that if you're going to promo that and, and, and also this cruiserweight division that is somehow going to come to raw, there's a lot of speculation that it might be a bunch of these guys from uh, the, uh, the cruiserweight classic who split time between NXT and, uh, and raw once they're signed. Um, I mean, the, one of the biggest fan favorites in the entire CWC is Jack Gallagher, who was billed at like 155. Yeah. And he's, and he's People great. Love him. So I he mean, is great. He's a better VOD villain than the VOD villains are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. Also, he's a legitimate ass kicker. Yeah. He, he fights MMA. Yeah. And he's, it, but he, he's, a, he's, he's a child size. He's a chi- so. child. He's a child. Somebody says, got to think, uh, JBL's 280 pounds, now 330 in his days. He's literally twice as big as Connor. He's going to rub his uh, so- rub the size in his, the guy's face. Uh, JBL got blasted in the face by one Joey Styles. So, Also, as Vince Russo reminded me, the brawl for all happened. We saw what Bradshaw was made of. Yeah. So there you go. And, and he was not a good fighter. He was not. Conor McGregor would tap out JBL in probably if he didn't knock him out, he would tap him out in probably less than a minute. Dean Ambrose won this match. Anyway, on to the most important thing of the show. Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella against Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Eva Marie. Eva Marie suspended, but they still did her entrance. Said that she is vacationing in the British Isles because of anxiety and stress due to negative reactions from the WWE fans. This is great. It is, it's gonna be great. They announced her replacement. She's back, you guys. She's back. Nikki Haru Belasawa, the queen of strong style. Nikki Bella's back. Got a great positive reaction. I thought that she would attack one of the girls on her team, costing the match. We got to see that beautiful forearm of hers just drill somebody. It's my, it's, I'm not even joking. I'm not being sarcastic, guys. The Nikki Bella forearm is one of my top 10 favorite moves in wrestling. I love it. It's great. Talk about it, Alex. Tell me how great it is. Uh, well, the forearm is fantastic, and um, I I really loved uh, that. I loved that um, that she came out and just she was she looked like her old self, like she was doing the push ups in the middle of the ring. You know, I I like her her new finisher, uh, which starts as the rack attack, but then you know, is transitioning to something else, which is much better for her neck. Um, well, she she doesn't have it up in a rack per se, but she is in a fireman's carry. Right, exactly. It starts out in the same, in a similar fashion. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's, that was, that's good. Um, I love that she, you know, obviously she had, she was there to get the pin and Carmella was there to take the pin and the forearm in the face. Um, what I would say is also, it it, it really bugs me that these two girls, Carmella and Alexa Bliss, who are so over in NXT, 
are, are brought up and abandoned on the main roster. They, they had Carmella cutting these weird phone sex operator lines. I'm ready to go. All the <laughs> shit. Stop it. Yeah. Alexa Bliss looked absolutely ready a couple months ago in NXT. I was like, man, she improved at such a quick rate. I, w- I was ready for her to be on the main roster. She had taken the the Emma advice and just really embraced her her inner aggression. They don't give any background on these people, and they assume that we know who they are, or they assume that everybody knows who they are. We do know who, the, who they are, and it's really disheartening when you see them not get a reaction, especially in front of a crowd like this in New York, who probably does know who they are. They just didn't care. Right. Well, the theater thing was was it happened the same week that they were featured in a big six woman tag match on NXT um, where they were, um, they were putting over these, the the new girls in NXT and they were treated as like conquering heroes coming back. Uh, They were super over in NXT. Everyone loves them. Everyone knows them. And they do the exact same stuff in, in Brooklyn. And, and that's a, that's a knowledgeable crowd and they still don't care. Uh, I mean, well, they, gave, they, gave Carm- they gave Carmella Enzo's gimmick, a Diva Search failures alias, and Big Vito's finishing move name. There's very little original about her that they gave her. So she does it with the moonwalking and stuff like that, but they don't show anything. Yeah. They don't give any background. Maybe, damn, I feel lost without Enzo and Cass. I really got to prove right. this to myself. Anything, anything, just a glimmer. Uh, Alexa Bliss, all she has to do is say, I was being held down in NXT, then I abandoned those two losers, and I am doing the best I've ever done, got drafted, right? and I'm something special now, and really play it up. And they don't do it. Well, They I mean, don't do it. With, with, with Eva Marie out, and by the way, they need to do that entrance at every single episode of SmackDown because the entrance is the most over thing in wrestling. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. So, it's so great. It's, tonight was fantastic. We all knew she wasn't coming out. We were just waiting for what the announcer was going to say. Uh, <laughs> suffering from anxiety. Sure. <laughs> that was great. So uh, so now with Emma Marie out, it really appears that the top heel is Natalia, and the only other one they got is Alexa Bliss. I wouldn't mind seeing Alexa Bliss in a program with Becky Lynch. You know. Nikki, apparently. Well, Which is so funny, because they, <laughs> they always tried to get her cheered when people wanted to boo her. Now people want to cheer her, and they're trying to get her booed. It's so weird. It's so yeah. weird. I mean, have you heard? Is it, is it official that she's coming to SmackDown? I had heard weeks ago. I did a, a report on Fightful.com, an exclusive report, y'all. Saying that Nikki Bella was coming to SmackDown. That's what I was told weeks ago. Well, here's the um, thing. They can easily have her, because she was a heel basically when she left, hold down the fort for Eva while she while Eva's gone for a month, be a heel, and then have her turn face. You know? She might not necessarily be on TV soon because if John Cena's not there, she might not be. But I heard that was the reason she was being put on SmackDown was because you can do that with Paige and Del Rio. You're not doing that to John Cena and Nikki Bella. That ain't happening. Nope. Guys, if this is your first time watching, uh, visit Fightful.com. Go sign up there. You get exclusive early access to all of our podcasts, including the Vince Russo podcast on Thursday. I think we've got a really good formula. A lot of you all are like, ah, we don't want to hear Russo whine about TV shows. You know what? I don't want to talk to Russo about TV shows either. So what me and Russo do is we shoot the shit on Thursdays. 
I'm just kidding. I, I like Vince Russo talking about TV shows because he, he lends some very good uh, analysis. But Thursday shows are much more fun, much more laid back with myself and Vince. We talk about a little bit of everything. I do Wednesdays with uh, Showdown Joe. A lot of good stuff there. If you're Even if you're not an MMA fan or you're looking to get an MMA, that's a good place to start. Tuesday nights with Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes after SmackDown. Monday nights with Jeff with uh, Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes after Raw. Also, we do post-UFC pay-per-view shows, post-WWE shows. We do the post-WWE shows, hopefully moving forward with Alex Palowski. I like that we have the guy who covers these uh, on here. I think that lends a little credibility if some, there's something that I happen to have missed. We have the guy who actually covered the show here. But we have exclusive backstage news, all kinds of stuff on Fightful.com. It's a new site, but we are a full site. I mean, we got forums up that are members only. We have a video section that is constantly updated. Boxing, MMA, wrestling. If you don't like either of the three, you can filter them out on the main page. Uh, news updates all day long. I'm talking, it used to be two dozen or so news updates a day. Now it's more like three or four dozen a day. So definitely check out Fightful.com. Register. That's very important to us that you register um, that is a huge gauge of our success. Also, share it on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, anywhere you can. Let people know about it. We're still very, very new. So, even Marie is suspended, Alex. Yeah. So, explain to me why she is on this show working as the WWE Universal Championship. <laughs> that thing is so ugly. As I tweeted, the WWE World Frosted Pop-Tart Championship was up for grabs in this match. This is the ugliest man. The women's title may be the, the, most, the prettiest world title yeah. on the show. Imagine, imagine me telling you that eight months ago. Well, if, if the rumors that we've heard are true... Uh, they're going to replace whatever the world title is and make it look blue. Oh, Jesus. Like, like that's, that's, I don't want that. I mean, nobody wants This is like Eiffel 65's dream. (laughs) Remember that shitty song? I'm blue, da-boo-dee-a-boo-da. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Bad, This title. Bad news. Looks Uh, like it's covered in cold sores. (laughs) It, it looks like they made it out of, uh, Shinsuke, like a Shinsuke Nakamura's old jacket or something. Like it's just. It looks like if if you put genital herpes under a microscope, it's probably what this title would look like. Yeah, it looks pretty bad, guys. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, the red strap. At least, at least, uh, red is one of the primary colors of the guy who's holding the title right now. Like, can you imagine if it was somebody who red wasn't in any of their gear, but they come out with this bright red thing that it just doesn't, doesn't fit. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't understand it. Okay. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor's entrance kicked ass. All this Conor McGregor stuff, all this, you're the size of my leg. You're all this stuff. Finn Balor weighs 178 pounds. He is billed as 190 pounds. Conor McGregor fought at 170 pounds this weekend. We're gonna we're, we got more to talk about Conor McGregor later as well, but there you go. You all that talk, and you got a 178 pound guy holding the title, and I'm cool with it because I don't give a damn about size in pro wrestling. 
Because you know what? I didn't give a shit how big Walter White was when he was running an entire state and, and intimidating people. I didn't care about that. You didn't hear people saying, oh, man, a guy with a cancer cough can't run New Mexico's uh, meth ring. Yeah, whatever. Somebody says, give up on the McGregor shit. You give up on the McGregor shit, buddy. I'll give up on the McGregor shit when WWE gives up on the McGregor shit. How about that? Give up. We wouldn't be talking about it if they hadn't brought it up. Sure, absolutely. Um, I think the front drop kick count in this match was about 3,422. There were a lot of them. Fun match, though. Um, Seth Rollins is very, 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 very good. Finn Balor, I don't think, is on Seth Rollins' level, but I think he's like a notch below it. I think I still think Finn Balor really needs to switch some things up in the ring. Kick, stomp, drop, kick gets really, really, really old to me after a while. It gets really old. It's been old to me for a long time. But I am absolutely fine with Finn Balor being champion. If I remember correctly, this is the quickest that anybody on the main roster has won a world championship after debuting. I had people say Paige and Gail Kim. Let's not pretend like those titles were put on the level as this. Now, if it were the women's title today – I would say sure, because it is portrayed as being equal. It's got the same belt and all that stuff. But this, this is, I think, is the quickest. Uh, Brock Lesnar did it in a few months, but this is a month and a half. Alex, what do you think of the match and the idea to uh, put the title on Finn Balor? Well, I, uh, they, I feel like they had to put it on him if they're, if I mean they, they, they brought all this fanfare to it. Uh, Somebody decided that he couldn't be just called the Demon because that's too close to Demon Kane. So they called him Demon King, which is even closer to Demon Kane. It's way worse. It's way worse. And then also it's like it's the, the, the mantra that like when in doubt, just say Demon King to, to, to just make sure you say that over and over and over and over again. So we get that in everybody's mind because it was just it's just too much. Uh, but um, but you, you, you bring him out, still say you should have brought him out as the Demon the very first time tonight. But um, you bring him out, you have him do it in Brooklyn, uh, which is a really big crowd who knows who he is, who's doing the big movements to his, to his entrance. Uh, you, the whole thing was that in NXT, when he, when he was the demon, he was undefeated until he lost that one time, one time to Joe in the cage. And you could even say the only reason he lost was because it was in a cage, like it was a different kind of match. Um, so to have him come out here as the demon and then just lose, uh, especially if he lost clean, it would have been weird. Like, I feel like it's a really good way of like saying, okay, uh, this is the new era. We're bringing in this guy who's, who's going to be the face. And I feel that, um, that, that the whole thing with his entrance and the face paint, like he's going to be huge with kids. Like his, his action figure is going to like triple the sales of other, every other action figure. Like. Uh, kids are, are going to go like this Halloween. Your every place is going to have Finn Balor costumes for kids, and they're going to sell out because you know he's just—it's going to be huge for him. Do you think he should be the demon all the time? No, uh, I I understand the argument, but I feel like the idea that I think kids understand and love the idea of uh, this guy's a superhero. His alter ego, the guy who he is all the time, is, is, is Finn Balor, this guy who, especially if they give, give him some more vignettes, 
who just is a really nice guy who loves Legos and is just this really cool guy. But when he has to really face something that he thinks is going to be tough, he puts on this, this superhero costume. You know what I mean? It's, it's Superman, you know, taking off Clark Kent's suit and underneath is, is that like kids are going to go crazy for that. They're going to love that. Um, uh, I think the demon is going to be this major deal that when, as he did in NXT, when he would bring it out just for the pay-per-views, there was always a new wrinkle to it. You know, in London, he was Jack the Ripper. In Dallas, it was the Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre. There could be really cool things that he could do every time he brings out the demon could have new wrinkles to it that everyone would be waiting and having to see that, you know? Um, I think it's, I think the demon thing is a really great way of, of differentiating him from every place, every other guy on the roster. And also really getting eyeballs on the pay-per-views because that's the only time you're going to get to see it. That's an interesting take regarding kids and the superhero and stuff. People, somebody asked me, do you think Balor winning is too soon? Hopefully it doesn't fall into the same category as Roman where the fans turn on him. Here's a big difference. Daniel Bryan isn't wrestling anymore. Yeah. So you don't have that to. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who's, who's the guy that they're keeping down in favor of Finn. I don't think they're, that not, guy's... they're not keeping an AJ Styles down. Nope. He just beat AJ or he just beat John Cena. That's true. They're, they, they're not keeping down Dean Ambrose. He's the world champion right now. Seth Rollins has already been there. He's been to the mountaintop. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they could give Nikki Bella the world title. That would be, well, I would be in favor of that. Sure. Just let her run around forearm people gauntlet style. Man. I want Nikki Bella versus zombies as a movie. <laughs> Either way, that 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 uh, title belt is ugly. Rusev versus Roman Reigns didn't happen. What they the got into a big it? brawl. I don't know. They had a friggin' six-hour show, but they did a 20-minute match on Raw, and this shit on the pay-per-view. Like, isn't this what sets up the 20-minute match? What like, was the- like, you know, I mean, and the other thing, here's the thing. If tomorrow night... Roman comes out and is like, hey, man, I just, I don't know, whatever. Like, like, no, no, this, this man's a horrible person. Like, like just his character. From what I understand, Joe Anawai is a really nice guy, but Roman Reigns, the character is a total shitbird. And I I will root against him. And I think I hate Roman Reigns, not the wrestler. He's good in the ring. The character is a dude. This is, this is. This is what I've, been, I've talked about, about baby faces in WWE and their weird, antiquated thinking. Hulk Hogan used to eye-gouge people yeah, and, like, choke them with belts and shirts and shit. Yep. And it's like, today, what? He wouldn't get cheered for that. John Cena stole his best friend's girlfriend, stole yeah. Zack Ryder's girlfriend and made out with her. Yeah. He cuckolded Zack Ryder. Not only that. He used Zack Ryder to get over with the crowd to get cheers from the crowd because they liked him, they liked Ryder and not him. He completely shit on Zack Ryder. That's why I said a couple years ago I would have loved to see like a like a mini stable with Ziggler, Miz, and Zack Ryder. Just these guys who had their careers just shit on by John Cena, yeah, and they never recovered. And this was their way of recovering was teaming up and beating the living shit out of John Cena every week. I guess the whole but, idea is that. You know, Rusev started it before the bell, <laughs> right? Like that's that's what they're going to say is that if if they're trying to justify it, 
that Rusev started, he started it. He's yeah. such a middle school thing. Well, the whole thing. Like, here's the deal. Like, as the thing, when that happens, and then uh, Reigns uh, reverses the Irish whip, throws him over the barricade, and the timekeeper hits the hits the uh, Superman punch. I was like, fine, cool. This is a great way to start the match. They're gonna get them both in the ring, hit the bell, and we're gonna get like a slobber knocker. It's gonna be really, really good. No, no, they they stop the match. Rusev selling the ribs. The 70 refs are out there forcing forcing Reigns to the back. And he comes out again and hits the spear. Like, this man's a psychopath. Like, put him in jail for assault. They said Roman, they said Roman is anawaiing. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Main event time after Roman Reigns speared Rusev on the ramp. Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. Randy Orton was sandbagging early on these suplexes. Didn't matter. Nope. Didn't matter, not a bit. Some cool spots. Randy Orton hit an RKO out of nowhere on the table. Table didn't budge. Uh, Lesnar chucked him through, <laughs> just chucked him through a table. Didn't yeah. just dominated. Six, seven suplexes, then a few RKOs. We had a nasty looking draping DDT. Gross looking. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Brock Lesnar's neck. It doesn't matter. You can't knock him out cold. You can't break his neck. He literally fell face first to the ground from 10 feet in the air and lived, not only lived, but didn't, didn't break his neck, wrestled a few weeks later. Yeah. He got obliterated by Shane Carwin, Alistair Overham, Kane Velasquez didn't go out cold. So this ain't putting him out. Mm-hmm. So we get this disgusting set of elbows from Brock Lesnar. Legit elbows. There is nothing worked about these elbows. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was supposed to, supposed to happen. Like I said, I haven't had time to ask anybody. Orton got busted open big time. Now, a lot of people were upset about the finish of this. I like. I would like this finish if it wasn't in the main event of SummerSlam. If it didn't go on last, I'd be fine with it. But it went on last. You ended SummerSlam with a non-finish after a match where you had a non-finish. Not to mention earlier in the night, you had a non-finish in another title match, a tag title match. So you screw people out of three big matches, three or three title matches or marquee matches with non-finishes. And Brock Lesnar left Randy Orton in a pool of his own blood. He F5 Shane McMahon afterwards. A lot of people are like, well, why didn't he do it to Daniel Bryan? Because you better believe that if Daniel Bryan can take that bump, he's wrestling. Yeah. Man, this was this was something. What uh, we'll we'll skip to the end here because the match was the match was fine. The match was pretty good. Yeah. I was okay with that. This ending, unusual, and there were Goldberg chants, and he had double knee surgery no. six weeks ago. I, I will say, you guys, the amount of money that Goldberg asks to do a match is unreasonable. Yeah, um, I'll have to, I could probably find out the amount because I heard it one time. But I would be very surprised if WWE could make back 80% of what he asked for and has asked for. Also, he doesn't want to put people over. He's 50, and he doesn't want to put people over. That's a big thing for him. He says, well, if they want to do business the right way. Well, business the right way would be if you're in for one match, you don't win. Whether it's Ryback or Brock Lesnar, it doesn't matter. Your thoughts on the finish of this match, Alex? Um, I think that I would have I would have been much cooler with it had there been an actual match 
immediately prior to it. But with way with the way that Rusev and and Reigns ended, this uh, this just felt like oh, is that it? Which made me feel like maybe legit. You know, like this guy needs like fourteen stitches. We're stopping this. You know what I mean? As opposed to oh, it was all work. You know what I mean? Like maybe he was, but whatever it was, like he looked bad, and there was lots of blood. And uh, then when Shane came down, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is the thing that I wanted them to do a while ago. I want like the 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 way to to get your heat on on Brock Lesnar because everyone loves Brock Lesnar, but no one's yeah. more over than Shane O'Mac. Money, 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 money. Like, and so he comes out. And F5, but that's not his boss. I mean, yeah. is it? Is it not? I, I, the, way that, the way that Heyman react to it, reacted to it, what are you doing, Brock? Like, Heyman no. was really upset about it. So uh, it, was, it was a really, like you said, if this had, if this had gone on, um, you know, earlier in, in the night, I think I would have loved it. But, I mean, it's just, it's just Brock just beasting out on everybody, which is, which is cool. Uh, but it just it ends the like it's just oh okay well I guess that's the end of the six hours I just watched. But if you this had ended way too long, if you had ended with uh, either a AJ Styles and John Cena, which is the match of the night, huge amazing thing, or if you had ended with Balor and and Rollins, and it's the very first time anyone's put on that belt, you could drop the confetti, like that's that's a way to go out too. But like you know to have. To have Reigns just, you know, destroy Rusev and you know, break his ribs and then break his ribs again and then have uh, Ortner, Orton and Lesnar end this way just felt uh, anticlimactic. Sometimes the WWE tries to be unpredictable for the sake of being unpredictable. It's not always predictability. If, if something is good, predictable is not that bad. How many times have we seen NXT takeovers that just blow the world out of the water and we say, man, WWE is going to step it up now. WWE is going to show that WWE is going to answer this. Well, they had Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Very good Friday. Awesome ending. They had NXT TakeOver last night. Incredible show. Amazing show. UFC 202 last night. One of the best I can remember, period. Uh, all-time great fight in the main event that lived up to the hype. WWE came out, and with the exception of a couple of couple of bright spots – Laid a huge, stinky, fat turd after all this. And you sometimes you'll see it, oh, NXT's the minor leagues, and this guy's the size of my leg. They came out here, and they gave the people this. They gave a bunch of inconclusive finishes, underwhelming matches, a really weird bout order. Um, one of, they saw almost one of their, their fan favorites almost die in the ring, getting dropped on her head. They s- didn't get any solution to the end of the – and it's so uh, just – WWE, the, their, the Royal Rumble was like – I can't remember even. The fact that I can't remember the Royal Rumble. What happened at the Royal Rumble? Triple H won? Okay. Yeah. So that, that tells you enough about that. That was their first big show of the year. WrestleMania, thumbs down. Then you get SummerSlam. Okay, then. All right, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing on pay-per-view now. Because WWE had that that reputation for a while of having TV you could miss, but pay-per-view you couldn't miss. 
now it's all starting to be missable except for NXT takeover shows. This is this is not good. I don't like that. Uh, with well, the brand split, what and with the brand split, how's that? Is it going to get better? I don't know. I don't think so. Not if the rumors I've heard about possible wellness suspensions is true. Not if Randy Orton is lying in a pool of his own blood and John Cena is taking a break. Not if Brock Lesnar's not going to be back until January. Not if when Eva Marie are sitting on the sidelines, not like either one of them are a giant difference maker, but the depth is important when you get these rosters split in half. Alex, are you fearing for your life is what I want to know because you've got to cover this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that, that I, before I get into the future, the fact that Battleground was just a month ago and we loved it so much because it was such a great show overall. And now you go from the Battleground, which is, you know, a B show. Nobody should care, you know. Um, but then we have, um, you know, the end of um, this this thing kind of just – it's inconclusive. And not only that, like, I mean, this is a one – it's a one-shot match, right? I mean, they're on different brands. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brock attacks a guy who's not his boss. It's not – it doesn't – you know, it's not the same same kind of thing, you know. Uh so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm all for the 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 brand specific pay per views if they're each two hours long, with like one match on the pre show, and that's it because you can't. I mean, I, there's no way that SmackDown can fill a three hour card. It's it's not possible. You know, I mean, unless you're putting like I don't know, I don't even know who you put in to like a, an hour long Iron Man match. Pick two. I don't know who they would be, but, you know, it's like AJ Styles and, you know, I don't know, Bray Wyatt in an Iron Man match. Well, it would be AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, but they're on different brands. Right, exactly. So uh, uh, I will say this for, for being progressive in the WWE. The women got some of the best reactions on the show, and men got put in the, the death spot on the card. So we're getting some progression here. Yeah. Alex, any any final thoughts about this this SummerSlam pay per view and what we got going forward? Uh, one of the things that we didn't mention that uh, that was on the kickoff show because it wasn't a match was a fantastic preview uh, uh, promo from uh, from Baron Corbin, who just walked into yeah. the kickoff show set, uh, grabbed a mic, and said, "I was supposed to have a match with Kalisto." But he's just a big wussy, and he stayed home. Like, he's furthering this thing. And he, and he said, uh, because he decided that he doesn't want to have a match with me tonight, he's costing me money. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, it's, it's a great way of, say, of still getting that guy somewhere on the card somewhere to keep that story going. And I also, I love the idea that they're still playing with that whole, you know, matches mean money thing. You know, wins mean money. They need to do that more. They need to do that more because – the whole idea is that these guys are fighting for money. And if you win, you're supposed to get double the money than if you lose. But the, the issue is WWE likes to portray all of their superstars as celebrities and as larger than life. They don't want to make it look like these guys are fighting for their livelihood when some when in real in reality, MMA fighters sometimes are. So I like that. Um, you know, I think that Baron Corbin would be able to better increase his money as a fictional prize fighter, if he used some of the great supplements from on it, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go buy one of those kettlebells 
that looks like a, a gorilla is going to gnaw your ass off, that, that's what I would do. Go to Onnit. Go to our podcast page at Fightful.com. Click that link. Open up any podcast page and click that Onnit link. Go there. Check out their great supplements. Alpha Brain, which helps me work these 70-hour weeks. Shroom Tech, which gives me energy to still work out after all that. Uh, New Mood, which helps my sleep cycle and improves my general mood when I got to deal with people telling me to drop the Conor McGregor issues. A go to hell. Thankfully, I've got on it to keep me from saying worse things than that. So go there, click that link, support us. Also, they have some great apparel there. I love on its gear, all kinds of great stuff. Also, go to draftbeast.com, check that out as well. Also, guys, sign up for fightful.com. Very important to us that you do that. Share the YouTube page, thumbs up the video, subscribe, bookmark, all that good stuff. We are constantly updating fightful.com. We're working to become the best MMA, wrestling, and boxing sites individually, not even collectively, just individually. We want to become the best of each of those. Alex, my friend, it's been real. You have Raw tomorrow night. What are you looking forward to out of that? I mean, it's the Raw after SummerSlam, right? So that's usually a really big show. It's uh, in the same, same arena as it was Tonight, so uh, I don't know if there's any rumors of big returns or stuff like last last year. We got the Dudley Boys coming back. That was a major deal. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what what they're going to do to follow this. Uh, I'm looking forward to booing the ever loving crap out of Roman Reigns, no matter what he does. Because how dare you do that to poor Rusev? Uh, because Rusev is my jam, uh, and I want to see it's where great. they're going from this. I, I want to see like you know Balor coming out for the first time as the champ. You know, where do you go with all of these guys? That, that's, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, uh, which jobber Braun Strowman squashes tomorrow. So, and then also, sure. um, so come, come back to Fightful for uh, my live coverage. And then on Tuesday afternoon, I will publish my uh, uncooked raw reaction to all the happenings uh, on raw tomorrow night. Yeah. Join our live, live viewing party for those things, guys. Uh, there will be a little shuffling of the podcast schedule next weekend. I, I'll be working at, uh, Absolute Action MMA doing color commentary on the campus of Northern Kentucky University at the BBNT Arena. If you are in the Northern Kentucky area, come by, say hi to me. If you say hi and you tell me that you saw me on Fightful.com and the Fightful podcast, I will buy you one of those disgusting overpriced hot dogs out of my pay for the night. So there is that. There, It's not all going to be gloomy because I'm missing this Saturday podcast. Me and Joe will probably do a podcast on the UFC on Fox show Sunday, hopefully. He's a busy guy. But we, we are bringing you some sort of post-fight coverage. As always, guys, I am back tomorrow night for Raw, or after Raw, with Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes. Thank you, as always, for the support. We wanted to give you a couple of big, super-sized episodes. We have a two-hour episode from last night. If you all haven't checked it out, Go to our YouTube page. Go to our podcast page, rather, on Fightful.com, Fightful.com slash podcast. We did an hour on UFC 202. We did an hour on NXT TakeOver. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, we talked a little Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, and then over an hour tonight. So this is probably the busiest podcast weekend we may have in months. But Alex, I got to say, you're pretty damn good at the podcasting thing. I appreciate that. Coming from the man who is, you know, the man, the myth, the legend. So I'm oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Guys, Fightful.com is the place to be. Thank you all so much. Join our raw, raw live viewing party tomorrow. Tell everybody about the site. I don't care who it is. If your grandma's in a nursing home, pull her out of there. 
Or even better yet, buy her a laptop. Buy her one of those little Wi-Fi mobile spots. Take it there. But make sure that her landing page is Fightful.com. Like, you know, when you open it up, Fightful.com. That's what we want. Until tomorrow night, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.